Hello, folks, and welcome to a very exciting episode of the Outdoor Evolution. At least, I guess it's exciting for me. It's exciting for uh, uh, my my co-host today. Um, maybe it's exciting for you because I've been talking about it for like the last year, two years. Uh, I guess I've been talking about it for like the last seven years. I've always gotten questions from doing YouTube and 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 doing gear reviews and putting in all the miles I've put in on on long distance trails and, and bike trips. Would I ever consider starting my own gear company? And for a long time, I was like, no. Why would I? Why would I start a gear company? I'll just I'll work with some other companies and I'll collaborate and I'll help develop other stuff. Well. About a year ago, I started getting very, very interested in starting to develop and produce my own gear. Um, you know, I have spent a good over 13,000 miles of using other companies' gear, uh, working with some of those companies to develop gear, and even doing some co-design products that... uh let's uh let's say didn't really work out for me in the long run so this is something that has been in the making for quite a while now if you've been following along on social media uh, if you've seen some of the teases that i've put out on youtube you'll know that i basically started a company called evolved supply co and we're going to jump into all of that talk about it talk about all the nitty-gritty um you know some of the stuff we're about to put out, some of the stuff we released today, if you're listening to this and it's Monday, we launched the website today. But before we go any further, uh, before we start getting into all the juicy details of how this came to be, and most importantly, the, uh, the gear. I mean, let's be honest, most of you are here for the gear. Let me introduce you to my partner in crime, Mr. Matt Evans. How's it going? Good, man. Good. Thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on here. Thanks for joining. And I feel like we've been having a bunch of uh, fun conversations behind the scenes for like the last six yeah, to yeah. seven months, however long it's been. So <laughs> it's uh, it's good to finally have a public conversation about all of the things we've been geeking out on for the past uh, seven months. So, so um, I guess for a, a quick introduction, um, Matt is for any of you that don't know Matt. Matt owns a company called Red Paw Packs. Um, and Matt basically makes uh, custom backpacks. So he makes stuff to order. Um, how how long ago did you start the company? I started Red Paw uh, exactly four years ago. Maybe a little longer if you include about a year of figuring out how to sew and design anything at all. <laughs> um, specifically, ultralight backpacks, accessories, that kind of thing. Um, I've been making custom order bags which has been a unique challenge in a lot of different ways. Um, but it's been really fun in that sense too, and that it's always different and, and kind of hard to do in certain like instances. But it's about four years of actually working on the business and making custom packs. I, I had known about your packs from a, a buddy of mine. Actually, uh, one of our guys here in the office, Jonathan, um, has used your stuff for quite some time. So I had known about uh, Red Paul and knew kind of what you did. And what was it like a year ago, I really started thinking about kind of doing my own gear and an outdoor evolution, doing our own gear. You know, I was interested in finding someone that could help me start sewing prototypes and putting stuff together because I don't have a shop. I don't have a sewing shop. And Matt 
had a shop based in Colorado. Um, so it wasn't too far away to where we could kind of start, I don't know, playing with some fabrics and, and stuff like that. And um, I know that you have been doing mainly custom work, but you were looking at doing some sort of like a line or something. Yeah. I mean, what it took was getting frustrated enough with doing custom work to realize that there's a reason people don't do custom work. <laughs> wow. There's a million reasons actually. And I've, I've learned all of them a very, I've, very, I've learned a hard lesson every single time right. that I do a custom <laughs> bag. So, so I'm sorry. I started to wisen up a little bit and I was like, all right, like one, I need a damn business partner. Like yeah. I, doing, doing solo businesses is very difficult. It's tough. Um, it's tough. And, and frankly, like marketing and sales and that just wasn't my strength. I, I still wouldn't say it is, you know, so I was looking for someone to help me with that kind of role as well. And so it, it naturally made sense. It's like, okay, find somebody that you can deal with and work with well, and then develop a line of products that is not custom and is not going to change that much. Yeah. And and it's funny. I think like we both kind of like, we're looking for the same thing, but the opposite, like, you know, you like doing custom work and wanted to do that, but wanted to do a line, but didn't really have like, I don't know, your business wasn't really built for that. Right. So, and then on the reverse side of that, I was like, well, I don't ever want to do any type of custom work with what I want to do. I just want to put out a line and kind of develop and put out all these, these products that I've kind of had in my back pocket and in my brain for the past seven years and little like tweaks and things that I want to do and and designs and styles and all of that. So it, it, I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like it was kind of a, a perfect match of like two people looking kind of for the same thing at the same time. So, with all that being said, Matt and I decided. Well, it's not outdoor evolution, and it's not Red Paul. Like, so what is it? And that's where it kind of came up with the idea of like, well, let's just start a new gear company, a new a new pack company, a new. And that's not even fair to say because, um, you know, something I keep putting on all my social media and stuff is like, we're not a backpacking company. Like that's not the point of the company, uh, which is called why it's called evolved supply co supply company. I didn't want to call it a gear company, gear co, or, um, you know, evolved packs or whatever. I mean, because, bags are my bread and butter, of course. Yeah. Right. So, so there's going to be plenty of bags. <laughs> yeah. We're, oh, yeah. we're doing plenty of bags. Oh, yeah. you know, don't, plenty don't worry bags. about it. It's, it's going to happen. <laughs> um, you know, like, I would think most people, um, I'm a pretty diverse outdoorsy type person. I don't like just doing one thing. Sure, I did one thing for like seven years, six years, um, or I guess I was known for doing one thing for seven years. But in that time, like, you know, I also like bikepacking. I also like bike touring. Um, I like just traveling around and going to different countries and visiting national parks. I like, um, I just got done doing some whitewater rafting in the amazon like so that's new (laughs) that's a new thing i can add to my list and uh, horseback riding and whatever so i was like well there's so many like companies gear companies that are specific to one type of thing so you have like backpacking companies and you have bike packing companies and you have camera bag companies and i was like well i do all of that so if i'm gonna develop gear and i'm gonna put stuff out if we're gonna do that Let's make stuff for the all-around adventure, I guess is kind of what we keep saying. Yeah, I think that's a nice approach because it's kind of rare to see everyone that's like, okay, we're going to hit a bunch of different market spots that people want, Yeah, and uh, that's what we're working on. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, for me, it was just like, 
you know, something that you and I kind of talked about from the beginning is like my other big thing was as much as like I've loved a lot of the gear that I've used over the years, I've always thought that like there's all this backpacking gear and bikepacking gear and everything looks like a damn race car. Like everything looks like you're going to go, I don't know, play professional sports or something and it's flashy and it's super techie. So I was like, well, I, I kind of want to do something that is um, a little more kind of classic, a little more vintage i hate using the word vintage because i think it's an overused word <laughs> it gives you the feel though yeah it right? gives you the idea yeah i i, I think as we we put on like one of our recent like posts like classic yet modern kind of thing like you know looking for for modern tech fabric and like modern tech features and stuff like that on gear but that has some sort of a like when i think outdoors and i don't know how you think about this and i i know some of your packs are pretty flashy so you know like don't take any offense to this oh i don't but <laughs> you know not all of us want to wear like a multicolored weird flower print sun hoodie and you know like bright green neon shoes and stuff like that like when i think outdoors when i think through hiking when i think bike touring ooh, bike touring especially it's like classic it's like when i think outdoors i think like old uh old national park um advertisements like from you know the 40s and the 50s i think like Smokey the bear i think uh you know the forest service logo like that's what i think about when i think about outdoors like greens and browns and and tan and stuff like that and then like i'll see a pack that's just like bright blue with with like red you know red webbing on it and stuff like that i'm like god it looks like a race car like i raced triathlon for eight years like i looked like a race car all the time when i was when i was out racing going down the trail like i want to blend into my environment Oh um, man, I, i'm a perpetrator of that like i on my packs like yeah man like of my 30 packs that I have like made for myself. Yeah. You have 30 28, packs. Yeah. Oh, more. But <laughs> of the 30 that I've made, yeah, like 28 or 29 all have orange on at least five to six oh, pieces yeah. on there. So it's like you're a big yeah, orange I, guy. Yeah. I, yeah. That, I know. And I, I won't push orange on, you know, the evolved supply. Oh, no. 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 Maybe, maybe I, like I a nice burnt orange, like a nice, like, Real subtle burnt orange. Uh, oh, okay. We so might, we're, yeah, we're you getting might get there. A, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might right, get away right. with that. But that's like kind of what I've liked about this is that it's a complete change of pace. Like, I've got a bag behind my computer that I'm working on that's rainbow coloring book print. You know, it's like I make oh, bags yeah, with that. like every single color of the rainbow on there. And I like that a lot, but I also really like the subtle, subdued look. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's traditional like it's what i'd imagine like like early 1900s people like carrying a vintage rucksack yeah. like out of wax canvas and leather yeah. straps like that's what i'm thinking about you know i've always subscribed to the the henry ford uh way of way of design which is you can have any color you want as long as it's black <laughs> smart guy yeah and you know we got more than black but uh, you know i'm just saying like henry was on to something um, yep. <laughs> something about those classic that goes with everything, right? Like we, we want to make gear that goes with everything. Um, but you know, I also wanted to do stuff that not only does it look good on, not like looking good matters, but like, not only does it work on the trail and like it, it kind of fits with that motif, but also something that, you know, I can use every day. Like, 
a good example is the pack that we designed. Like I've been doing a lot of world travel this year. I've been going to a lot of different countries. I just got back from Ecuador, was there for two weeks. And our pack was the pack that I used as like my main carry-on pack. So like, you know, it doesn't look like I have a backpacking pack on. It doesn't look like I'm going out for a backpacking trip. It looks like just a bag. You know, it's nice and, and subtle and it's got a nice style to it. Something I'd I'd take out on the town for the night, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I've had, I've had the people in Nepal looked at you with that tiny little backpack and they're just like, so what? Is he like carrying books to go to school or something? Oh, like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, those guys have Especially in Nepal. Giant bags. Yeah, the giant bags. Well, a yeah. lot of times we're not even using bags. We're just using like, they're just literally strapping. And we it's saw like this guy boxes. that was carrying a full-size couch on his back. And he was up at like, at that point, we were up like above 15,000 feet. And it was a full-size oh. couch strapped to this guy's back. And he's just trucking, trucking along. These dudes are tough. Wow. So, you know, speaking of that, we've been getting a lot of questions. Obviously, people are always interested in like manufacturing, where things are made. Um, all of our gear that, that we have been working on is all made in the U.S., uh, specifically in, uh, you know, we're manufacturing right now in Colorado, but developed around the world. You know, the pack that I guess we can kind of start talking about because today's the day. Like today is, if you're listening to this podcast and it's Monday, EvolveSupplyCo.com launched, and the pre-sale for our first product, the Ranger, dropped today. So, you know, the Ranger specifically was, I guess, I guess we could say like designed, designed in Arizona, developed in Colorado slash Florida, yeah, tested yeah. in Nepal, Ecuador. Great Britain. Um, so literally tested around the world. <laughs> so it wasn't just tested in a backyard um, yep. on a local trail on a weekend trip. It was literally put through the paces uh, in different environments and and, and different elevations in different places. So Made in USA, tested just about everywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, if you guys have been like watching my videos for you know, quite a while, you'll know that that's something I was always hardcore on. Like it was really rare for me personally to like do a review of a product that I had just gotten like pretty rare. I, I did it every once in a while. Like if it was an update on something or if it was just like a, a pre-review of like, look, I got this thing. I want to show you the features. But most of the times, like when I reviewed something, um, you know, a good example of that was like a jacket that I helped develop back in 2017. I didn't review it until like sometime I think in 2019, maybe 2018, like after I had like 3,000 miles on the damn jacket. So it's something w that we wanted to do really hardcore with Evolved as well was like, well, I want to design the stuff here and I, obviously I want to design the stuff where we can design it, but I really want to test it and put it through the paces and make sure like this fabric's going to be the best fabric. Make sure that the way this, you know, shoulder strap is attached is going to be the best way it can be attached. Make sure all these features are you know, as modular and as functional as they can possibly be um, by just putting it through the paces. There's a lot of gear companies out there, I feel like, that are just making product and developing it in-house and not really testing it. I mean, obviously, over time, it gets tested by, like, you know, through hikers and bike packers and stuff, and then they're tweaking it. But I think that I wanted to go with a little bit of a different approach of, like, well, let's develop all of it now and then like let's release the best thing that we can release that that works. It's uh, critical. And and I will admit that is a challenge as a small business. Oh yeah. Because oh, God, yeah. I mean like like 
I mean, I don't leave the house now, but I certainly didn't then. I mean, I, I got out for like, when I was living in Boulder, I got out for like three, four backpacking trips a year, like total 10 nights, maybe. Yeah. Like that's just all I could sneak away. So like, that's what, that was my limited oh, level of yeah. getting to use the stuff and like practically test it myself. Right. That said, I send out a ton of stuff to other people and yeah. to our mutual friend, Jonathan, like Jonathan's put oh, yeah. more miles on any of my gear than I have. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> So that's that I think is one way to do it. But yeah, it's it's so critical to test things out. Yeah. Just is. You know, for me, I think it was like I really wanted to like make it like I wanted to put my I think in like developing any of this stuff, I wanted to put my thirteen thousand plus miles into the gear, right? Of like, well, I've spent seven years and going to all these places and hiking all these trails and riding all these routes and doing all these things like what can i take from that knowledge and put it in where i feel like a lot of and again like you know not to discredit anybody or like not that it's bad but like there's a lot of companies that like someone's got a good idea they're into backpacking they got a good idea they make something and then that's kind of about as far as it goes like and then it's kind of up to other people to help develop it and test it and stuff like that where i was like well if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna i want to put like all of my experience and all of my knowledge and failures <laughs> into it um and then so yeah i think that's where it's this has kind of been like a good partnership of like you know you know all the the technical like side of it as far as like all the uh, the fabrics and the and the manufacturing and, and sewing and all of that and i'm just more like give me here's an idea give it to me and let me go beat the shit out of it <laughs> that <Yep>. doesn't work <laughs> let's change it so that's been fun <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's been a legendary team up. I mean, that's I think that's because we're playing each other's strengths in a good way. I think I think that's how this has been able to work so far. And I mean, that's that's why we're able to pump out good ideas like this. So the other cool thing that I kind of wanted to talk about on this episode, because um, I feel like at this point we've just been rambling, um, is is kind of how you know I've I've gotten a lot of personal questions about like well, are you going to release like, well, that's cool, but are you going to release this or are you going to release that? So I really wanted to talk about today of kind of how, what Evolve Supply Co. really is and and what it is that we're doing going forward. Because right now it looks like we're just putting out a backpack, which if anybody's listening to this and they can go to the website right now, you can see that there's already another product on the site that's not available yet. And that is absolutely not a backpack it's something completely different because again i didn't want to be a backpacking company um so you know we have the ranger that is being released today um you know 35 to 40 liter pack that is super modular which means it can be a 35 liter super stripped down ultralight through hiking pack or it can be a completely built out up to 40 liter y strap padded hip belt you know all the bells and whistles pack for like a heavier carrying load i've always hated having two packs like i have the pack that like if i want to go through hike the cdt i got that pack but then like right when i get off the cdt i want to go do a trip with einstein and jonathan in the canyon where i'm going to have to carry extra water and more food and stuff like that so i'm going to have to you know have the pack that's got the hip belt it's got the y strap it's got all that so i was like well let's build a pack that can kind of be multiple packs with depending on how you build it out and the different features and functions of it. So that's really what the Ranger is. I mean, like, like we said from like one of our first meetings was modularity is king. Like you, you just want to be able to snap things on, snap things off of the bag and be able to go on those different trips. I mean, 
that's something funny that I've been discovering too. It's like, there's a reason I've got 30 different bags hanging from my wall. It's like, <laughs> well, you want 30 different bags, for 30 different types of trips, you know, yeah. but we're hoping to eliminate that and eliminate the waste. So you don't need 30 bags in your closet to be able to go on the trip you want to go on. It's just, here's one. You can adjust it the way you need for that specific trip. It's, you know, it's a basic roll top bag in a sure. sense, but it's, yeah, it's not like we reinvented the wheel it's, or anything. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're staking like, oh, we made the best bag that's ever existed on planet Earth. Yeah, yeah. Although I will say it's quite nice looking it's and it does good. have those modularity features. It's pretty good. <laughs> so it's a pretty good bag, man. It, it, it's funny. I, I read, I, I figured we just, this is something we always do on the podcast. Um, I love to, for, for a while when we first started the podcast, people were like, it's called the Darwin Complains Podcast because he just bitches about things. But I figured you'd, it'd be fun to have you weigh in on it too. So we always talk about some sort of controversial thing. Um, I, I, so one of the first things, like when we first started releasing you know, kind of teases to the Ranger, because we've been very, anybody that's been following, everything's very subtle. Like I've been very, I don't want to release too much information. We want to be kind of uh, secretive with, with just showing small things. And the other day, like we finally released the first photo of like the full on pack to where you can see everything. But, uh, I saw a comment on, on a, on a lovely uh, forum website that most people are familiar with, I think, um, where someone was just like, what did they say? It was, uh, I think you read the comment too. Like, uh, it's just a, what did they say? Like basic, basic ass looking pack or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it just looks like every other pack. It's like, well, yeah, it's, it's a roll top. Like all packs look like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my packs look like that. You yeah. know, it's just, <laughs> like sorry you know it didn't need to reinvent the wheel here you know it's just funny though like i always want to like throw a little shade towards those cats because uh you know the other funny thing is like you know i didn't we didn't make a bag for you like i didn't design a bag for you guys you already know what you want you already know what you're going to use um it was more of like the you know i want to do something for kind of everybody and people that you know don't want to buy the 30 liter completely stripped down super simple you know, no bells and whistles packed because, you know, they're not at that comfort level yet. So that's where kind of the idea of the Ranger came from and really what it's based off of. It's like, well, let's do something that like can the ultralight, super stripped down, simple hiker use this pack? Yeah, absolutely they can. But can the person that's just getting into it, maybe going to go do their first through hike that needs a little bit more leaderage, that needs a little bit more features, a little more comfort, can they use the bag as well? absolutely yeah so that's really kind of where yeah i just i, I wanted to comment on that because I, I thought it was pretty funny like that's one of the first yeah. things i read and i'm well you're not pleasing everybody no you just you just can't no and uh you know you, you can't please everybody you mean you could try to please a certain amount of people yeah, yeah. a certain group of people more people than you might not have otherwise but you're not pleasing everybody um but you know one of those things that i wanted one of those features right right from the start yeah. to kind of do that and kind of like you said, make it more approachable for certain people was just extending the top. I yeah. mean, I just see so many roll top bags. And honestly, Such that's one of my biggest collar. gripes. Yeah. It's like you get two rolls, then you're done. Like that's right. that's all you know, that's all you got. And it's really short. And I was like, all right, no, like how I want to extend this. How many this inches top do we have on our collar? I believe it's thirty two unrolled. Thirty two, son. Thirty two. Yeah. That's tons of room. And yeah. it's just it's not even like it's that much more. Yeah. 
but it's just enough. Just enough to where you can still you get two rolls get on space. it and you get like 40 liters. Like that's what's kind of sweet yeah. about it is it's something like I, th I think whenever I put that, like I started putting like 35 to 40, people are like, well, what does that mean? Is it 35 or is it 40? It's like, well, it has an extra long collar. So if you completely pack it out, and still get a couple rolls on it and like use the Y strap and stuff, it's technically right around 40 liters. Like, but you can also completely roll it all the way down to the shoulder straps. And then you got, I mean, it's still a f around 40 liters, but like as you roll it down, you're getting like the capacity or I guess the, the shape or the build or how would you say that of like a 35? Yeah, it's a volume. Like, I mean, I mean, that is true. It's just like roll it down as much as you need to roll yeah. it down. I mean, it has you that go down to the load lifters. Range. I mean, it's, it's tiny. It's a tiny bag. Yeah. And then load lifters. I mean, that was another thing that I kind of want to do right off the bat. I mean, it's something I had done in the past on another pack was like, you know, I want to design a 35 liter pack that's meant to be ultra light, meant to be stripped down. But like, why doesn't it have, like, why doesn't anybody put load lifters on a small pack like that? Because whenever I got a big ass carry, whenever I'm carrying a bunch of water and I'm on a through hike and I got five days of food, you know, load lifters definitely help whenever you got a bag that's just kind of like hanging off your back like a trash bag. It's got like all this weight and stuff in it, like these. Well, super you think about your center bags. of gravity; it's it's just pushing you back, right? So you need to kind of pull those, right? Pull that forward with you, yeah. and I mean, it adds an ounce to the bag. I mean, it's just a no-brainer yeah. to me. So that's something that you know I had done on a previous product that I designed. So that kind of came forward. I was like, oh, we're definitely putting load lifters on it. Um, you know, if somebody doesn't want the load lifters, like slice them off. Um, I wouldn't suggest doing that. <laughs> it will void your warranty. Don't do it. <laughs> um, uh, and then, you know, like, again, like making sure that also it made sense to when you put that padded hip belt on, what's really cool. And like what I was hoping for when we did the Ranger was like in my brain, it made sense. I was like, oh, well, it's a bag that can be 35 with no hip belt and like, you know, no Y strap and a single leash over the top of it. But like when I roll it out all the way up to, and like put a ton of weight in it put it to 40 liters and put that padded hip belt on it, is it going to feel like a padded hip belt 40 liter pack or is it going to feel like a 35 liter pack that's overloaded that's like barely holding weight? And like the surprising thing about the Ranger um, was one of the first things I did when I got, I think like one of the second, like maybe like right when we got it dialed down to like the prototype that like would kind of become the pack. Um like I completely loaded it all the way up. I rolled down the first two rolls, strapped a bear can to the top of it. I didn't put anything in the bear can, but I strapped the bear can to the top of it with the Y strap, put the hip belt on, and then I put it on. I was like, holy shit, it's comfortable. Like it it feels good with the padded hip belt using the load lifters and built all the way out. It's so, plush. I mean, I, I think part of that is everything is like the padding is thick. Yeah. Like you have quarter inch spacer mesh. I mean, most people use eighth inch. I mean, quarter inch is really thick. Yeah. Plus the foam. I mean, it ends up being a very padded system for being frameless still. Yeah. You know, it it, it makes the difference, I think. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's something like that I've I always want out of my gear. It's like, well, I want it to be as simple and like ultralight as possible, but I also want it to be as comfortable as possible. It's like for years, like, you know, I've I still carry like a super, super low base weight and like a very minimal pack on through hikes and stuff. But like I still, I'm rocking a full, you know, a large size inflatable pad, a full tent, uh, you know, little booties to keep my feet warm, little insulated like 
socks and stuff because my feet get cold a pillow like i'm all about comfort but also staying like super simple and light so i think that you know we really put that into the pack as well as far as making sure it was as absolutely comfortable as it could possibly be but also functional stylish oh can um, i talk about uh, nerdy fabric specs oh god yeah that's what people are here for i think i, I don't All think right, they're so- here to hear us ramble about like pat is on the back Listen how it great be, we are for making this amazing product. <laughs> I think they're more here to hear all the nerdy shit. So so the fabric for the main body is from Challenge Sailcloth, 100% recycled, EPLX 200 fabric. It is kick ass. I love that fabric. You know, it's it's an interesting choice, too, because one, I mean, a lot of people are using EcoPack, but not everyone's using that one. They're using right. EPX 200. Um, which we also have used for the side pocket. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, it's, it's also great material, whatever. Pockets. But the EPLX has that laminated film on the inside. It doesn't have a second layer of fabric as a plastic film. So there's a couple things that make that great for the pack is it's the lightest of the eco pack line, um, you know, of this type. And then it also allows for seam taping. Yeah. So on the inside of the pack, which, it's, which is really it's, cool, and not to cut you off, but like oh, years ago when I was developing another pack, like I really wanted to use X Pack. Like that was, I really have always loved X Pack, and like I've had DCF bags, I've had you know Cordura bag, I, I've had a very wide variety, or wide variety, range, <laughs> a wide range or variety of range. I'm pretty sure I just came up with a new word. Yep, range and variety um, of different bags and different materials and stuff but like whenever i started using x-pack i really loved it's and this sounds weird i think i've said this in videos and people almost don't understand what i'm talking about unless they've but the rigidity of the material so when it's on your back even though it's a frameless pack like it itself has rigidity to it so it's like it sets on your back better like where i used dcf bags you know for years and if you had like an ultralight 30 liter yeah it felt like it was a trash bag just kind of hanging off your back it was like floppy you couldn't like stand it up and pack your stuff and always drove me nuts so when i found x-pack i loved it because of like it held its rigidity it it it's super tough and it takes forever to like kill that stuff and you know it 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 looks good it's not super flashy looking it doesn't have any like you know dcf gets all the weird wrinkles and stuff in it and starts looking like a crumpled up piece of paper <laughs> um but the the biggest bummer about it was you couldn't it wasn't laminated so you couldn't seam tape it and it's something i loved about dcf bags is like oh well you can seam tape it so it makes it way more water resistant keeps water out so yep. when matt showed me the eplx because i i knew about the epx because um i had had a pack that was made out of it you know because i I was used to X-Pack, and then people are like, Eco-Pack, which is like, it's the same thing. It's just recycled, right? Am yeah, right it, it's basically the same thing. Um, it looks a little different, like the ripstop yarns, but that's nerdy tech spec stuff. Essentially, yeah. it's, the, it's the same thing as long as you get the same denier yeah. weight. It's a very similar textile. Right. It's just made out of 100% recycled plastic bottles, which is super mm-hmm. cool. Um, but I didn't know that EPLX existed until matt had kind of brought because we originally weren't we talking about maybe messing with like ultra or something 
Um, Probably. I mean, because I, I mean, I switched over to that stuff like um, for my custom packs. Well, there's, it's just expensive is, is yeah. one thing. It's real expensive and, and special precautions to deal with kind of. Yeah. Um, and, the, and then the taping no longer becomes just like a nice thing you can do. It's like a absolute requirement right. for ultra. So there's pros and cons. I mean, I personally like the, the fabric, all the ultra fabrics. I'm a fan personally, but it's complicated. Yeah. And, and when you work with a, like a factory like ours, I showed, I showed our factory owner, you know, an ultra pack I did and I gave it one of the samples for the Ranger and ultra just to see what she thought about it. And, oh yeah. There is a Ranger and ultra. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a secret one. I can't show one that. of it's one. On camera. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and she's just like, yeah, I don't know about this, Matt. I don't, I don't know if I want to deal with this stuff. Yeah, but with X Pack and Eco Pack, she's dealt with those fabrics a lot. Yeah, like they specifically do bags for the most part at that factory. So they had seen all those other ones, and they were like, yeah, we'd probably prefer to do the Eco Pack. I was like, okay, that makes sense for us too. Yeah, and that stuff has been amazing. I mean, it's funny. Like I, I liked it. I, I liked the look of it. I was like, oh, well, it looks like X-Pack. It looks like Eco-Pack. But now, ooh, we can tape it and we can make it more water resistant. But it was really whenever I got the pack over in Nepal. So the pack was mainly tested hardcore in Great Britain and Nepal. Um, and when I did my 10-day trek of Everest Base Camp um, going through the Himalayas, stupidly we went in like the worst time you could possibly go we went right at the tail end of monsoon season and we thought we were going to escape monsoon season <laughs> but it was like a little extra long so it literally dumped ass rain on us for a good mm, eight days of the 10 days at like you're talking like rain at like you know 14,000 15,000 feet super cold ass rain but a bunch. I mean, when we first started, we started down low in the jungle and, you know, we're hiking in like monsoon type rain getting dumped on. And that EPLX 200 performed phenomenal. I think what shocked me the most about it is some of the old X-Pack that I used to use would like, it, it did pretty good, but once it really got soaked, the material itself would kind of like, just like a lot of material, it would like act like a sponge a little bit and it mm -hmm. itself would get wet. That EPLX doesn't do that, which is really crazy. What surprised me the most about it was not only does it keep like water out of the pack, but also like the pack itself, like it would get super soaking wet. We would get into like one of these little tea houses, these little Nepalese tea houses. And then like, I don't know, I'd set the pack down for like 15, 30 minutes and kind of just shake it and it would be bone dry on the outside, which was insane to me. So that material is just kick ass, which is why we went with it. I, I started getting questions. I did a little Instagram thing last night and I got some questions that I didn't even answer. Um, that people are like, well, why didn't you go with, why didn't you go with ultra? Why didn't you go with this? Why didn't you go with that? And I was like, cause this material kicks ass. Like it's really good and it looks really good and it works really good. So, um, What's some other fun techie specky stuff about our pack, our, well, our mesh, our cool mesh? Oh, the Venom yeah. Stretch UL Not mesh. Not Ultra yeah. Mesh, Venom Mesh, folks. Yep. Matt, tell yep. them what the difference is. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> there really isn't a huge difference. I mean, like, let's be real here for a second. <laughs> one's but, called but Venom, one's called Ultra. Yeah, didn't yeah, you, it's just the branding. Didn't you um, say the, the Venom stuff weighs less? It, it does by like a point. 
one ounce or something like hey, that. Like it's those you know, add up, damn it. Right. I, so it's 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 a negligible difference, I would say. Um, the venom weight, is just for all you weight weenies. You need to stop yeah. using Alter and start using Venom. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's they're they're both very good. Um, they're both really durable and light. Like they're lighter than most stretch meshes that I've encountered or ever used. Um, and they're definitely more durable than most. Um, you know, I'm I've been using Spandura stretch fabric for mm-hmm. a lot of my packs for a long time. I love it. It's really stretchy, but it's got problems. Like it absorbs a lot of water. Sure. It's double the weight of the venom ul stretch i mean there there's a lot of reasons to go with the venom mesh um it just it also just looks good like it it matches well and it's held up fantastic i mean on my on my main prototype it's funny like i literally i'm looking at like if anybody could if i had the camera on and like this was a video like i'm literally looking at three four four versions of the pack and the one that i still take everywhere like is kind of what I would I would call the final prototype, which was like the one where I was like, hey, I think we hit the nail on the head with this one. Um, and that's the one that went to, you know, the Himalayas and went to Everest Base Camp. It's the one that went to Ecuador. It's the one that went to Great Britain. It's one I've done some, you know, local hikes with. And, you know, dragging it around on like a lot of the granite and stuff in the Himalayas because um, it has that bottom pocket that's made out of that that venom. There is not like... Uh, what do you, it, is it called like a pick or a tear or like a pill? A, a pill, there it is. Pilling. Um, yeah. There's not a single pill in the entire thing on the bottom, on the front, anything. And then I think back at like some of my other packs, like the last pack that I designed and had released through a company, um, that that stuff was like every single one of them that I have. It's just like it looks like somebody went, like a cat just like scratched the shit out of the front of the pack. Um, so yeah, I've been super, super impressed with it for sure very impressed yeah it's a nice Um, double feature that it's like one yeah you get the bottom pocket you know that's a great feature it's not like we invented that either but but it also just protects the bottom and then that front pocket being the same venom mesh protects that front too so when you're laying it down setting it on the ground from the bottom or on that side it's just it covers your your material so it's a nice little double feature on top of the fact that it's just a great stretch fabric. It's cool stuff. I think, like, didn't you and I, like, whenever we were talking about the mesh and stuff, we were on, like, a video chat, and I was like, well, how, like, what do you think the durability of it is? Like, do you think that if you cut it with a knife, it'll hold up? And oh, yeah, I, I cut it you, with a knife. <laughs> you cut it with I cut Don't it with cut it, knife. if you have the pack, or if you're getting the pack, don't cut it with a damn knife. But yeah, if yeah. you cut it with a knife, it doesn't just create a hole. It like it separates the top layer, but there's still fabric left, so it still holds together, which is really cool how that stuff is weaved. Well, those the white threads, the ultra high molecular weight polyethylene. Ego, folks, it's about to get real nerdy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> what those fibers are called, aka Dyneema, aka HDPE, whatever. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff is what stays. So when you do cut it with a razor blade, which is how I did it, I was like, ooh, that's weird, and then I stuck my finger underneath it and kind of pulled the fabric apart, and I was like. Hmm. Well, all those fibers are still there, so it didn't necessarily pop a hole yeah. open. It's it just cut that black fabric a little bit, so it has like a ripstop, um, you know, and it built into it into a sense because of those fibers being woven in. Yeah, it's super cool stuff. I've been really impressed with it. At first, I wasn't. I was kind of on the fence about it when we first started like messing with materials and stuff. And I was like, eh, I don't know. It seems a little too stiff. It seems like it's going to be heavy. I don't know how it's going to work overall because I really don't like 
uh, for the record, I, I really hate the Dyneema mesh. I can't stand it. I absolutely hate it. I had a pack with it on there. It is the most rigid, non-stretchy, mm -hmm. just, and like once it does stretch out, it like, it just stays stretched out kind of thing. I couldn't stand that stuff. So I was, and that's to me, like the Venom mesh very much looks like that. So I was, I was a little worried about it that does. when we first started messing with it. But I mean, you know, after all the miles that I put on it and all the different places and all the different crap that I packed into it, um, fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, I think I think they developed it pretty much to fix the problems of the original Dyneema mesh. Yeah. Because the original was like 9.3 ounces or something per square yard. I mean, the Venom is five. Right. So, I mean, they, they fixed the weight and they added more stretch. So they, they addressed those issues, which is why it seemed like a good choice. Yeah. So do you think there, is there anything else like about the Ranger? You know, for everyone that, that came to listen to like what we got, like obviously like anybody can go to the website and see all of these specs and see, maybe not as nerdy as what Matt just got, but <laughs> pretty, I guess, nerdy enough for the novice. Um, so you, you can go check all that out. Um, you can pre-order the pack. Uh, the thing that we did decide to do that I want to do right off the bat is I was like, well, I want to give options with the pack. Like let's, let's allow people, let's let the ultralight through hiker that doesn't, I don't care about a hip belt and I don't care about shoulder pockets and a Y strap, stuff like that. Like let them buy the pack and let them get the pack in the version they want. So we have a completely stripped down version of the pack. And then we have a completely built out version of the pack, which what we're calling the complete. So the stripped or the complete, um, the complete comes with the padded hip belt, two shoulder pockets. It comes with the Y strap. It comes with a pack liner. Yeah, a pack liner, a Nyla Fume pack liner. Why are companies nickel and diamond you and making you buy it extra? No, we're going to throw it in because that's what we do because um, it's what you need. You know, it's seams are taped. It is a laminated material, super, as you heard me say, super, super water resistant, sheds water amazingly, keeps water out. But I, and maybe, maybe Matt doesn't subscribe to this as well. I will always use a pack liner. Always. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like, you should. It, always. It doesn't matter. Even in like my DCF bags, when I had DCF bags that were supposed to be completely waterproof, quote unquote, I always use them. It's because like, I've been in the situation where like literally everything in my bag has been soaking wet. My quilt, like I always call it my last line of defense, like my quilt, my, my, sleep clothes, my extra pair of socks. Like I always want to make sure those stay dry. So I use a pack liner. So we also suggest using a pack liner. Always, always. Always. Um, so we have it in those two versions, but you can also so say you get the stripped version and you're like, well, I want the pack, but I don't care about the hip belt. And I have shoulder pockets that I like from this other pack. Um, but Ooh, I'd love to have an ultralight 35 liter pack. That's got a Y strap. Well, then you can get the stripped and then you can also add a Y strap, or you can also add one shoulder pocket. Like maybe you don't want two shoulder pockets because another little feature that we put on the pack that has drove me nuts for years is, um, I use a camera clip. You know, I am an outdoor uh, videographer, photographer, and I always use one of those little PD camera clips, which is what I clip my little plate on the bottom of my camera. And then that's what, when you see my videos, you see my photos and you see the camera strapped to my shoulder strap, that's what that is. Well, with most packs, not with most packs, with all packs, because I can't think of anybody else that's putting 
what we did on there. Um, and we're not the first ones to do it, but we're the first ones to offer it publicly. And that probably doesn't make sense to anybody, but I won't go into details about that. Um, I had one on my pack. I'll say I had one on my packs for years, but it was a little custom feature that I added. So I was always like, well, why doesn't, if there's so many people that are carrying cameras, especially on through hikes, like so many people carrying cameras and stuff, why isn't there a dedicated spot for one of those camera clips? Because if you don't have a dedicated spot, you got to take that camera clip and go completely around the shoulder strap. One, it's a pain in the ass to do. Anyone that's ever done it that's listening right now, you know how much of a pain in the ass that is. Two, it smushes out your foam and can kind of screw up and deform your shoulder strap. Because trust me, I have some packs that have some really deformed shoulder straps because of those clips. And then three, it you have a piece of metal up against your chest. So if you're hiking all day and you got a camera on there and you got that weight and that piece of metal is just grinding up and down on your damn shoulder, um, it sucks. It really sucks. So we super simple fix, really easy fix. You got the daisy chain going down the front of the shoulder strap. We just put a really big, thick piece of webbing on that daisy chain that is perfect to hold that camera clip. And that way you're not going around the entire shoulder strap. You're just going around that, which holds amazingly. And it's something, like I said, I've had done to custom done to a couple of my packs in the past. So I was like, well, if we're doing this pack, let's put it on there. If people don't want to use it, you don't have to use it. You can put a shoulder pocket right on top of it. But again, getting back to what I was saying of buying the stripped down version and then adding the extra stuff. If you're like me, if you go look at any photos of my packs from like the last couple of years, you'll notice like I do a shoulder pocket on my right and I do my camera clip on my left. So I I just like personally one shoulder pocket. So you can just buy a shoulder pocket and use the camera clip or you can buy both shoulder pockets or you can buy just the Y strap or just the hip belt or yada, 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 yada. So we really wanted to make sure that this pack was kind of made for everyone, uh, that everyone could kind of take it and customize it to their needs um, of whatever type of hiking they do or whatever type of trip they're going on. Any, uh, you have any, any last words on the Ranger, man? Well, I do think doing the camera clip attachment was pretty smart. You genius. Know, I've, I've had people God, request that for like for years. <laughs> so like every 15 packs or so is like someone will have requested that. And, and it's a, it's an amazing idea because I've done that exact same thing yeah. with the same clip ruin my packs seen other people ruin their packs yeah. by just clipping around and it's uncomfortable and yeah, it, it made me stop carrying my camera on hikes uh-huh. like not that i did a youtube channel or anything like that but i love taking pictures so i was like oh well i'll just take a bunch of pictures take my full camera setup out then once i hurt my like shoulder and chest enough from having it long <laughs> yeah. in the strap it does I just man. stop carrying it like it's just like yeah i'll just use my phone or nothing it's, i don't care it's not even like it digs into you i think it's just like the pressure of the metal and like i'm super bony like i have like like super bony chest so it's like i get like one hour in with one of those and just that camera and it's just shifting up and down god it hurts like i've had bruises on my chest from those damn those damn camera clips. So, but the great thing is that webbing is just, it doesn't take away from no. the other features. Like, no. you're not going to be using that spot on the daisy chain anyway for the sternum strap. It just, you cover it up if you wanted to. It's just, that's the great thing is it doesn't take away, but it just adds a nice little attachment spot. Yeah, a little feature. We give you a little extra thing there, folks, a little extra for you. How about that? How do you feel about that? You know what we should try to do? If for some reason, 
PDs listening to this, which they're not. But if for some reason Peak Design is listening to this, Peak Design, reach out. Like it'd be cool to do some sort of like collaboration with Peak Design and like maybe offer, maybe like, you know, we can, maybe we'll have those clips on the site and like you can add that as a feature and we'll install it right there on the pack and it comes to you with the clip. That'd be cool. We it? love it, Peak Design. We've yeah. been using your products, man. We uh, we made a product that helps use your product. So oh, yeah. please, oh, and, and we're, know, we're working out. on another one too that, will use oh, yep. their product um you know again folks like that was kind of the whole point of all this gear was to make it super modular and to make it be you know that pack is it's good for a through hike it's also good for a photographer it's also good for a weekend backpacking trip and some of the other products that we have coming up that we're working on right now uh very similar to that um can so, we talk about the other one yeah i think so so i mean it's on the website it there's not a lot blurry yeah there's nothing else on there it's a little tease we wanted to do a little tease to show you guys that hey we're not just a backpacking company we're making other stuff so our second product that we're working on right now is not a backpack at all it is a bike packing or bike touring bag and as i'm sure you've seen on the website and you're confused to hell of the name and i promise you it will make so much more sense when we start releasing stuff for it a bag called the ape man um ape man the ape man the ape man ape man <laughs> if you don't like the name, tell Darwin. Yeah. I let him choose that. It's my name. But again, it'll make sense when you all see it. So if you guys haven't catched the shtick of the website, like even like the Weiss Trap is called the Weiss Trap. We thought about calling the hat that we have just the hat. But we were like, well, it should be called the Evolved Supply Co. Cap. Um, but like the hip belt the pack liner. Everything's the. So the ape man. Um, again, I won't. I won't give away why it's called the Ape Man. You'll have to wait to see some of the stuff we're going to release uh, when that bag starts coming out. But um, getting to the point, you know, we I wanted the second product to be, it's like, well, I'm not just a backpacker. I'm not a hiker. I do a bunch of bike touring and, and I do a bunch of bike packing. So, like, I want to put my spin on a bike bag as well. You know, I've used tons of great bike bags over the years, um, front bags, rear bags. Uh, I want to do something that, again, has more of a modular feel to it. So I want a bike bag. What I've always wanted from a front bag was like, I want a front bag that I can put on a bike that performs well, keeps water out, keeps all my stuff in, um, doesn't flop around, got nice sizing, plenty of space for what I need to put in it, but also something that when I'm on a bike tour and I lock my bike up outside, I'm giving you an example, Great Britain, we stayed in a lot of pubs, right? And like at the end of the day, I pulled up to a, a pub, I locked my bike up outside, usually behind the pub, and then I had to take my bike, my bags off and take them in because I didn't want to leave my bags on there in case somebody wants to snatch it or just to carry all my stuff. When you're on a bike tour, you know, you don't take your bike with you like when you go into the hotel or something like you do on a backpacking trip. Obviously, it's just a bag on your back. So it's a little more complicated, and I've had bike bags in the past that are like an absolute pain in the ass to take off the bike. You got to mess with all these different straps and compression and all that stuff. So I wanted a bag that was really easy to take off the bike when it needed to take come off the bike, but a bag that also had like multiple functions that you could take it and you could just wear it as a side bag. And like, you know, if I'm going up to my room or if I'm going out to get supplies or something that I could use just as a side bag. So that bag is very much uh, designed off of that that idea. Uh, 
And then, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on how it's it's coming along so far? It's still in development. We're still messing with yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's about the level of teaser we should leave him at. Is that I will say, Is that too much? I, well, did I, did I'll, I'll, I'll give much? a little more. I'll give a little more. I don't think it's too much. But but I think, like, we're going to use a different exterior fabric. Oh, and I'm God, not going to say what that so is. Good. But it's so nice it's looking. so good. It, it, it fits the theme um, and our color scheme. It's very cool. Um, so I, I'd say look, look forward to that. Of course, there will be more ranger green webbing on it yeah. um, as we're now one to do uh, using that color scheme. So it'll be a very cool kind of vintage look as well. But again, modern tech fabrics, this isn't your granddad's bike bag. Ooh, this isn't your I granddad's like backpack. Listen to that. You know? Listen to that. that that's, that's like top shelf marketing lingo yep. right there. <laughs> From the sewing <laughs> Put guy. that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, that's the idea. You look at it from a distance and you're like, ooh, that's someone's cool old bag. And then you get up close and you're like, ooh, that's like the latest and greatest tech fabrics and materials. You know, somebody asked, that's the idea. Somebody asked me um, last, or somebody asked the Evolve Supply Co. Instagram uh, question of like, well, I see that you're putting out a 35 to 40 liter bag. Will you put out a bigger bag? And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, me and Matt got something to talk about. Um, I'll leave it at that. So we're not only doing, you know, just bike bags. We're not only doing just backpacking bags, but we're also working on some other stuff. Um, a lot of, of, of different stuff. I mean, what do you want? I mean, I get, here's a good question. What type of, you know, my needs, you know, my wants, what, uh, what are some things that, that you think that, that, that we could, that we can do that, you know? Oh, like, like new products to do. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know how much I should say, but you know, I would like to do that um, that gas tank bag too. I think that'd oh, yeah. be a really fun little addition to the kit. Yeah. Um, like maybe that's after the front bag or something like that. It, it, I just think it'd be cool to have a matching set. Yeah, totally. That that to me sounds like a very neat thing to do. Yeah. Um, maybe a maybe an then after everyday camera bag. Well, that's what I was about to go to next. Yeah, it's like either an everyday camera bag or some sort of like hybrid travel bag. Um, Hell, I'd do a regular everyday carry bag. Like there's a lot of cool ways to go. And of course, bags are the first thing on my mind, but I won't I won't let it just be bags. No, you know. No, and that's a perfect that you just you you set the ball up on the tee because I played T ball. I didn't get to play little league. My mom wouldn't let me play like with the pitching machine and stuff. So I had to play T ball when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I didn't was that Yeah, you were a loser kid that played T ball too. Yeah, boy. <laughs> um so you perfectly set the ball up on the tee and I'm gonna knock it off. You ready? Uh perfect segment to talk about what Evolve Supply Co. is also doing because about Oh, I mean, God, over a year ago, I talked about making a damn sun hoodie. I was developing a sun hoodie. On the CDT, I had prototypes. I had multiple prototypes. I was going back and forth with to fill everybody in on the sun hoodie thing that consistently asked me. I mean, every day, dude, I haven't done a YouTube video in like eight months. I haven't done a gear review. I, I did the math. I haven't done a gear review in over a year at this point. June of 2021 was the last time I did a quote unquote review. And it wasn't a review, it was a walkthrough of my CDT gear list. Um, yet I still get comments every day. I get, I literally get emails to the guy that's listening right now that sends us emails all the time asking when the sun hoodie is coming. And you know who you are because we just got an email from you the other day and, and we appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> but we figured we'd, we'd, we'd put it on here. Um, 
the Sun hoodie has been a very complicated process because I was, as I said earlier in the episode, I was working with some other people and I wasn't doing my own thing and I was trying to do more collaborations and yada, 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 yada. And that gets complicated. And that's where I really decided I wanted to do my own company and do my own thing. Uh, that way I kind of had my hand in every part of the process. So for everyone that's been waiting for it, yes, the Sun Hoodie is coming. The Sun Hoodie is, I, I, I'm looking at one right now. I'm literally looking at what will probably be the final prototype of the Sun Hoodie. It is coming, it is coming very soon, along with some other products that we decided we kind of didn't want to do in-house. And when I say that, I mean apparel. I love apparel. I've helped develop apparel with other companies in the past, over the past seven years. So apparel is something that's very important to me as well, as far as jackets, as far as things like sun hoodies, as far as hiking shorts, shoes, stuff like that. However, we weren't really interested in doing that in-house. So what we've decided to do is do co-branded products. Now, to give you an example of what co it's not a collaboration, co-brand, which is essentially our company working with another outdoor gear company to both develop one piece of gear. Um, this is something that exists in tons of different industries, uh, most notably the beer industry. Like you'll always see this brewery does a collaboration and a co-branded beer with this brewery, and it's like, you know, Budweiser and Miller introduced the, that was a terrible example. <laughs> I couldn't think of any random like uh, craft. Do, do you have any, any Colorado ones? Can you think of two real famous ones? Uh, go, go. Avery go. and Sanitas. There you go. Perfect. They're the two closest to my place back there. Yeah. And you know, they came up, they come out with like the seasonal brown ale together. Right. And it's something that both right. the breweries put out. It's something that they both have, and both of their names are on it, and they both made it together. Um, it's it, it's common in the bike bag industry. I know a couple bike bag companies that every year do a bag together, and it's like they're competing companies, but they do something together because it's like, well, the, you know, when you break it down, find me, a, you know, if we just use through hiking and through hikers as an example, find me a through hiker head to toe in gear from one company. Usually you'll see like this hiker has a tent from this company and a pack from this company and a jacket from this company and a quilt from this company. It's pretty hard to find like somebody in the outdoor community, whether they're a climber, whether they are a, a, a bike packer, whether they're a through hiker that is like wearing all the gear and using all the gear from one company, unless they're like sponsored or something. So I was like, well, nobody's doing that anyway. So why aren't companies in the kind of the backpacking industry, in the hiking industry, why aren't they working together to develop a piece of gear together? Since odds are most of the people that are interested in the gear are already using both of their stuff anyways. So like, you know, at least to me, I'm like, oh, my two favorite things are doing a thing together. That's something I want to be a part of, right? So that was kind of the idea with some of these other items going forward, some of the apparel, like the sun hoodie, uh, like a product that, oh my God, I wish I could say what it is because I'm so ridiculously excited about it, but I can't because of NDAs and all those other little things where you can't release information. I can't even say what it is. I can't say what it is. However, I will make a quick plug. If you have been thinking about, if you've 
gotten tired of hearing me say, you should sign up for our Patreon because I release exclusive things all the time. Guess who knew about the Ranger and saw the Ranger in its entire development process from like the first prototype to the final product? Patreon. Guess who gets, guess who got an early access pre, pre, pre-sale to the Ranger? Patreon. So if you are interested in hearing about any of these products that I can't currently talk about on the podcast right now and want to see them for the first time, I'm just saying it's good. It's a good option. Don't feel obligated or anything. I'm just saying it's a good option. If you want to see some behind the scene type stuff, uh, you can go find my Patreon. I think there's like a, here's my little plug. There's a, a link in the show notes, the show notes. That's what the professionals say. I think show notes. That sound right? Uh, well, as a uh, new podcast professional with this microphone, um, <laughs> you, I will also agree. It's show notes. <laughs> I think that's what Joe Rogan says. The show notes. Check it out. the The Cash App link is that what he has? Cash App or one of those people that sponsor him. Nobody sponsors our podcast, man. We have to sponsor. That's yeah, a shame. Podcast. It's sponsored by Evolve Supply Co. This episode yeah. sponsored by Evolve Supply Co. Go check yeah. out evolvesupplyco.com. And get in on the pre-sale for the Ranger today. Did we say Evolve Supply Co. enough? No. I mean, maybe the last 15 minutes, we should just say that over and just over until they go look at the pre-order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put nothing but like just 80 links to it in the show notes. See, show notes, it's professional. Again. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, that's hopefully to fill you guys in. That is what Evolve Supply Co. is. You know, I really just wanted to do this one dedicated episode to kind of talk about because I've gotten so many mixed things, people being like, you know, oh, is this just another collaboration with this company? Oh, are you having these people make this thing? Oh, is it something you're just kind of putting your name on? It's like, no, no, this is a company that I started with another person um, that, you know, again, it's not, someone else is not making our stuff. It's not, it's not a, a collaboration. It is, you know, the Ranger is Evolve Supply Co.'s product. It is made by us. It's tested by us, and it is manufactured. Um, I guess by us. It's manufactured by uh, a, a people that are better at manufacturing <laughs> than we. Are. Yeah. Um, no, I mean the. I I can put a little blurb about that. The yeah. manufacturers in Colorado. Yeah. It's another small business. I had already trusted them to make a couple hundred of the fanny packs for Red Paw, mm. and. I mean, I had dealt with a couple factories previous to them, and the quality of the current factory has just blown me away to the point where I was yeah, like, it's good. It's real good. We're making the backpack run with them. Like, it, they just do a great job every time, the first time. I mean, well, and it's, I've yet to be disappointed. It's hard. Like, you know, I've worked with so many companies over the last seven years of like, you know, super small mom and pop, one guy in his garage companies, all the way up to like, you know, a hundred and something employees and tons of machines and stuff. And it's like, it's really hard. And what happens is like, yeah, you can do everything in house, like right off the bat, but it's like, it gets really complicated. And like, you know, I sure as hell, I like, I'm not going to open a sewing shop. <laughs> and Matt, well, that, you know, that used to, no, man, because that, you know, that used to be my like dream starting this out. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to like, get like a giant warehouse space and then yeah. I'm going to get like 10 employees and all that. And it was like, the more I got into this, I was like, no, I don't want that. I don't want right. a giant overhead of that space. I don't want to have to manage 10 to 20 employees or whatever's required. It's, it's just like, it's tough with five. Just, I'll tell you that. 
Right. <laughs> so so now it's like, you know, I just manage the design aspects and make sure they un- stay on top of everything and manage a relationship with the owner of the factory. And that's it. Like there's there's way less um like little micromanaging to be done and yeah. it'd be it's way less stressful to just go to the pros. I mean, I didn't join this industry to manage a sewing shop. Right. Like that's not to me not that exciting. But working with an awesome manufacturer that can manage the sewing shop and then deliver the product right, that's way more rewarding and better for us. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it allows us, I think, to do like how we've set things up and how we're doing these drops and and these runs of certain items and stuff like that and doing multiple products. It's just like... Like you said, it's it's just so much so much easier, and it's it's nice because we still get to work with like a U.S. mom and pop business that's just like we mm-hmm. are, like right, like I'm a U.S. mom and pop business like Outdoor Revolution. You're a U.S. mom and pop businesses as Red Paul. Together, we're a U.S. mom and pop mm-hmm. business, and then we get to work with another one. So again, it's kind of like that collaboration. It's that that community of uh of you know U.S. made. Um, cottage company stuff, which is which is pretty awesome. Um, yep, and and they're small business. Like they have maybe fifteen employees. Oh, really? Like they're I not. They were that I mean, long. oh, nice. they're not even that big. I mean, they're not even in a giant space either. But it's by comparison to anything I had ever thought of opening or amount of employees employees I would get. It's it's bigger for sure. Yeah. Um. So we're supporting a small business by being a small business. So it's a nice little bit there. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with all that being said, um, yeah, it's exciting time. Um, I, this is something that I have, I've always wanted to to do. And again, like people always ask me like, you know, have you ever thought about doing it? Have you ever thought about doing it? And I was just, I was like, nah, nah. And the kind of the entrepreneur in me, um, and the person that has got like this brain that is absolutely full of like what I would call, most people wouldn't call worthless gear knowledge and like of testing stuff and things breaking and things working and not working in this environment and that environment. It's just like, well, it makes sense. Like, let's do it. Let's tap into it and let's see like what we can come up with and what we can bring to the table. So um, I am quite excited about today today in general again like if you're listening to this and it's monday the 5th today's an exciting day it launched today and uh yeah we've been, we've been working pretty, on it for jam. six months so at least just give it a look yeah. <laughs> i think we actually did it pretty damn fast to do what we did in six months was uh, yeah pretty damn quick and it, and that's the thing it's not like there's one thing there's currently like four products like like in development right now like um, again, like if you could see inside the studio, like right now our studio has become like a damn manufacturing plant. There's like, there's products all around me. I'm looking at a piece of apparel to my right right now that I can't tell you about because of an NDA. I'm looking at a piece of apparel that's crumpled up in a ball on the floor to my left. I'm looking at multiple bags in front of me, uh, one for good for backpacking, one good for bike packing. Um, so yeah, so six months to do what we've done. Whew. I'm ready to I'm ready to take a breather <laughs> after this. Hibernate a little. Yeah, maybe hibernate just a little bit, but but don't, just a little bit. But not be complacent, damn it, because I got I got I got gear to get out of my brain, my heart, and my body. So it's time to uh time to put it out there for people. 
Well, sir, I am as excited, just as excited now as I was excited six months ago to uh, to go forward and continue um, with what we got going on with Evolve Supply Co. And, and hopefully uh, all of our, our listeners are also jacked because I know most of our listeners have been following my stuff for quite some time. And I think that most of the people listening to this podcast were waiting for this and, and waiting to see kind of what what we could bring to the table. So uh, I'm jacked, man. You're just as excited. I'm 10 times Are more you? excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I meant to say. I'm like 100 times oh. more excited. If you're 10 times, I'm clearly 100 times more <laughs> excited. <laughs> I'm just tired. We've been putting a lot of work, people. Yeah. A lot of it's damn work. Sleep. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a Saturday, and I shouldn't be here recording a podcast, yet here I am for you for your listening pleasure to tickle your ear holes with a geeky, geeky uh, tech, tech specs and rambling. And all right, man. Well, um, folks, again, go check out evolvedsupplyco.com. Check out the Ranger. Um, pick it up if if you dare. Um, and also maybe peek around and look at some of the other stuff that we kind of have uh, teased on there. You got anything? You got anything you want to go out on? Check out the Ranger. Yeah, there it is. Check out our secret product. <laughs> the secret product. Try to decipher what it is and send us a message. <laughs> if you guess it right, I'll congratulate yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So don't, no, we're not giving anything away. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, sir, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for uh, jumping in on this uh, this crazy venture of a gear company with me. And um, yeah, again, I'm looking forward to uh, what we're going to do in the future. A huge thanks to Matt for joining me as co-host on this episode. Like we said about a million times, make sure to go check out evolvedsupplyco.com. You can also go follow Evolved Supply Co. on Instagram. And if you're looking at getting any custom work done, go check out Red Paw as well, Matt's other business. If you want to help support the podcast and get bonus content like early access to episodes, hours of exclusive video, a weekly bonus podcast with yours truly, and some little sneak peeks at some products that we have coming up, you can become a member of our Patreon community and we'll leave a link down in the show notes. If you've been enjoying the podcast, do us a favor and give it a rating or a review wherever you're currently listening. Make sure to check out theoutdoorevolution.com to keep up to date with all of our new articles, products, and more. You can follow us over on Instagram at The Outdoor Evolution. And folks, that's going to do it for another episode. Thanks so much for tuning in.